0: Good evening, and welcome to Nightmare Theatre, episode 24. Tonight, we're going to be discussing lucid dreaming complications. We've discussed lucid dreams before, and we've discussed some of the complications before, but you'll see them in more detail, and also there's additional better complications that we'll get into tonight. Uh, Next week, I just recently, and by recently I mean four hours ago, I interviewed someone with narcolepsy, so that should be up uh, in time for next week, uh, all edited and whatnot, so you can expect that next week, and tomorrow I'm supposed to interview someone with sleepwalking, or at least who had sleepwalking as a child, so we'll have some more interviews coming up in the near future is what I'm trying to say, and uh, I've, I've gone over the uh, narcolepsy interview so far, and it looks it looks like a good one, I think you're going to enjoy it. But that's not what we're we're talking about tonight. Uh, And before we get to the presentation, uh, I had one sort of noteworthy nightmare this week. Uh, I've kind of distilled it down into a bit of a PG version. It was a weird one, though. It was one of those dreams that was more weird. It didn't feel so scary. It just felt a bit uneasy. Uh, But I was on this island resort. And I was dating... Drake, the rapper Drake, his ex-girlfriend. Now, I don't know, I assume he's got several ex-girlfriends in real life, and I don't know what any of them look like, but my brain had created this character that was Drake's ex-girlfriend, and I was dating her, and uh, to make matters more complicated on this uh, island resort, Drake himself was there, and it kind of became obvious as I was you know going through the dream that she was not really interested in me she just really sort of wanted to use me to make drake jealous and we were like looking at these like stunning views over the pacific ocean and whatnot and and she you can always see like out of the corner of her eye she's watching to see what what drake is doing and how he's like reacting to like our being together and whatnot and uh and Yeah, it just kind of felt uncomfortable like uh, I'm just being like used here like didn't feel super great and then at one point we went into this uh, Our actual suite room which was incredibly designed like this like circular bed in the middle of the room and just this massive like floor-to-ceiling window just viewing the ocean and um, uh basically like we were like sitting on the bed and then we were making out and then (laughs) i look out of the corner of my eye and i just see drake like (laughs) watching just being all like sad and i just felt kind of bad inside and uh anyway like he left and then she left and i was alone in this room and i look out the window and there's just this massive storm approaching uh and it's it really was like terrifying to behold in the dream like it just looked it was just so like overpowering uh, in terms of you know what I was seeing at the window and just these dark black clouds in the sky and the news popped on I don't know if it was the radio or the TV some news voice just emerged and it was talking about how this was some sort of category 5 hurricane or something like some massive storm coming uh, and like, we should immediately be trying to take shelter, and then, like, these people came into the room, and they were, I guess, the handlers of, I think, the, the girlfriend, because, like, she was a celebrity of some sort, or whatever, um, yeah, he'll be fine, (laughs) uh, but, um, yeah, anyway, they were, like, trying to I know they were upset with me and trying to get me to like come to, to shelter but anyway the storm came in super fast and just smashed the whole place apart and people were screaming and things were flying everywhere and glass was shattering and it was sort of implied that everyone died but I didn't really find that out I woke up and the other thing that's interesting about this is I had this nightmare on Friday night so two nights ago and when I had it I realized I've had it before like within the last six months like since i started doing nightmare theater and i didn't remember that nightmare at all until i had it the second time so this is now a recurring nightmare for me so i mean like my first thoughts like i guess you know i always like to try my best to interpret my own dream i mean the the first thought obviously with the uh the ex-girlfriend of Drake He's sort of like using me to make him jealous. I guess that would be maybe just be wary of what people's intentions are. That's how I would interpret that. Maybe I feel untrustworthy of people. Um, and then the other thought that I had was I can interpret it as a storm dream. So storms indicate rage or turmoil, or that I have a deep upset about something. I don't know what that would be, but That's that's an interesting uh, thought though, like to to try to analyze my own nightmare there. Anyway, that's it for my nightmares this week. That's the only one that I had that was noteworthy. Now, let's check out this presentation. Alright, I think you see it all okay. So what we're talking about today, I've titled the presentation Lucid Dreaming Complications, but really what we're talking about is things that are kind of creepy or strange that can happen during lucid dreaming. So it's sort of an assorted batch of things, not just complications. So the first thing is just a loss of control. Now this is probably the most obvious thing, right? Because this is sort of what you need to turn a lucid dream into a nightmare, because If you have full control, then something can't be scary. So, yeah, like if you feel negative thoughts or fear while in a lucid dream, like a positive lucid dream, this is sort of the jump-off point for how things can escalate. Your subconscious can pick up on that fear. It can pick up on those negative thoughts and it can start to build them into a nice big snowball and then that just sort of rolls down the hill and gradually or suddenly you lose control now that can be partial control or full control uh so all that needs to happen though is for you not to be able to control one aspect of the dream for it to become a lucid nightmare um and then it can range all the way to like full control where you can't even move your body and just you're just aware that you're dreaming, but you can't get out of it, you can't do anything about it, and just terrible things are happening constantly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, another thing that we've encountered in the past are warnings from the subconscious. So your subconscious mind can take the form of a character or even the environment and warn you that something negative is about to happen and this could be because you have some negative thoughts stewing around in your unconscious mind it could be because you're um, maybe you do feel like fear on some level and the interesting thing in a lucid dream is that it's really this interplay between your conscious and subconscious mind that doesn't we don't see that anywhere else uh and you know the dream of course relies on your subconscious mind producing sort of the dream environment it's like the computer and then your conscious mind is just you playing the video game character in the world but like ultimately the the control ultimately belongs to your subconscious um and this is you know something that we're going to see in some of the later slides as well but back on point. So your subconscious can give you a warning that you're about to lose control or that it's going to take over in some way and often when it gives you that warning it's because the thing that's about to happen is very very bad. Um, I've never heard actually of a a lucid dream where someone loses control but things stay positive i'm sure it's possible but that's not the type of thing that we talk about here on nightmare theater we don't uh, we try to avoid the positivity so um right so i recall reading a nightmare from a girl on reddit who had one such lucid nightmare so she was watching a play i believe just sitting in one of those sort of like red velvet chairs and watching this play unfold that her subconscious was putting on And all of a sudden, this usher comes down the aisle and taps on her shoulder and says, Hey, you need to get out of here. Something bad's about to happen. And so in this case, the usher is her subconscious mind coming and communicating directly with her conscious mind. And I thought that was really fascinating, like just to see those two parts of the mind within a dream able to actually interact with one another. What happened next is she ignored the warning, and then someone came in and proceeded to shoot up the entire audience and the performers on stage, and everyone died except for her and this maniac who then slowly approached her and stabbed her. So this is why you want to heed these warnings from your subconscious if it's kind enough to give you one, but your subconscious won't always give you a nice, neat little warning. Uh, Sometimes it'll pull the rug out from under you. (laughs) It'll, It'll, not only will it not give you a warning, it'll take steps to make sure you don't see it coming. And this can come in the form of a false reality check. So a false reality check in a lucid dream, you may recall, is something that you do, sorry, not a false reality check, any reality check in a lucid dream is something that you do to check whether or not you are in a dream or awake and it will be a habit if you're an experienced lucid dreamer that you're building up over time. Uh, It can be something like that you could only do in a dream, such as growing a sixth finger on your hand. It could be something more subtle, like the flicking on and off of a light switch. You'll notice for many people, light switches don't work in their dreams. Um, But ultimately... Sorry. It just has to be an agreement that you have obviously non-verbal agreement with your own subconscious that when I do this it means that I'm in a dream sorry <laughs> having some something going on in the back of my back of my throat but don't worry about it anyway so, uh, so uh, one of the my favorite examples of this was from our friend Michelle And uh, She's written into the show several times, but she has uh, this reality check in some of her dreams where she would flick on a light switch, and if the lights don't go on or if the lights were on and she flicks it off and they stay on, then she knows that she's in a dream. However, of course your subconscious is allowing this rule to work, but at any point your subconscious can just kind of withdraw this rule. So, she had a dream where she thought that it might have been a dream. She suspected it might have been a dream. And the lights were off. She walked over to the light switch. She flicked on the light switch. The lights didn't go on. No, sorry. This time, that's, that's what would normally happen. I messed this up. That's what would normally happen. But this time, she flicked on the lights, and the lights went on. So she thought, oh, okay, I'm not in a dream right now. And then she turned around the corner and next thing you know, there's a a demon like waiting for her because it was a dream. So essentially, (laughs) um, I guess it's similar to a false awakening for those of us who just dream regularly where... Something happens, your subconscious performs a series of activities or sequences that make you believe you're waking up, make you believe you're in the real world, and then all of a sudden you realize you're not. And it can come in the most glaringly obvious, terrifying way, uh, as Michelle found out. So, uh, you really can't trust your own subconscious. Sometimes it may give you a warning, and sometimes it'll just, it'll even trick you into thinking, into that false sense of security dream reality confusion. So we did a whole episode on this, but this is another potential drawback or bad thing, I guess, that can happen from lucid dreaming. And the more you actively lucid dream and become used to having the same level of agency over your dreams as you do in real life, you may experience more frequent and more powerful senses of dream reality confusion, where you're not sure whether or not you're in the waking world. If you combine this with false reality checks that we just talked about or something like false awakenings, another feature of nightmares that we're all too familiar with, uh, then you're in a very confusing uh, and potentially terrifying life because you're just constantly in a state of not being sure. because you're used to being lucid in a nightmare, right? So it would start to feel the same as real life. And then you just all of a sudden, like, you stop having that boundary between waking life and the dream. And that's a scary thing that could potentially happen. And another one that I know I've never mentioned before is dream character awareness. So in many lucid dreams, characters can play a really interesting role. And this is something that we've encountered as we've read through several Reddit nightmares, but they'll often behave as normal people or as wacky characters. And there are some people that in fact have lucid dreams just because they enjoy talking to the people in their dreams so much because they'll say such almost things that a child would say like they'll say such weird things that don't really apply to the conversation they don't fit into what's happening they're not reading the room um and they'll often respond right like just like a normal conversation as well but what happens if you let them in on your little secret what happens if you tell them that they're in a dream well Oh, are you kidding me? I need to charge my light uh, more often. Anyway, that's really annoying. Sorry. So sometimes in a dream, nothing will happen when you when you tell the characters that you're in a dream, and I've read many such nightmares where this is the case. Uh, so. Uh, the characters will often just sort of laugh it off and go oh you're lying like this is real like what are you talking about that type of thing other times however there are more sinister outcome can emerge many people report that in lucid dreams where they uh tell the dream characters that they're dreaming the world will fall still all of the people around will suddenly drop what they're doing and stare at you sometimes they will even become aggressively hostile or transform into monsters feeling the sudden indignation of the crowd can also be triggered by a number of things in lucid dreams you don't even have to tell them that you're in a dream Uh, it could happen as a jump off point to a lucid nightmare and that could happen because you maybe just said something that you feel guilty about in the real world uh, or maybe you're admitting something or you just have an uneasy sense in general that then escalates so some other minor concerns so some people have concerns about what if I get stuck in the lucid dream well that would be a lucid nightmare but uh, experts assure you that the length of sleep is not affected by the perception of time within the lucid nightmare so you can't actually get stuck in the dream forever Uh, another myth is the idea of focus effort leading to a lack of rest and what that means is that some people think oh well i'm focusing so hard on dreaming here so maybe uh because i'm focusing so much i won't get very restful sleep and this is Also a myth Uh, among lucid dreamers. It's not been reported that there's a significant increase in, like, a lack of restfulness, essentially, as as um, as you dream. Sorry, I'm going to use my phone flashlight. I'm just getting that set up. Um, So sleep paralysis. This is another thing that is a real uh, consequence of lucid dreaming, or you could call it a complication. And this tends to be on the side of when you are falling falling asleep rather than waking up, because lucid dreaming is sort of a bridge between wakefulness and um, being conscious within a dream, because you're kind of beginning the REM cycle by engaging the the motor atonia, right? Uh, you're you're shutting down your body and you're kind of beginning the dream. you may start to see some hallucinations. And this is known to be a, a side effect. Uh, of lucid dreaming, and even if you're learning to lucid dream for the first time, you might encounter uh, situations where you might be instructed to learn how to uh, become sleep paralyzed first. Uh, So this is like really, again, just sort of illustrating the bridging gap between the two. And then finally, uh, another concern is anhedonia to the real world. So anhedonia, of course, meaning lack of pleasure or lack of enjoyment. So this would be because of positive lucid dreams. So you get so addicted to these highs where you can do anything in the world that all of a sudden you stop uh, wanting to be in the real world or you don't have as much enjoyment out of things in the real world anymore because you just don't have that same level of control. um, The real world can't compete with what you can dream up, conjure up in a dream. So those are some complications of... Lucid nightmares and dreams. Oh, this light's okay. It's an okay light. How's everything going over there? Yeah, I'm sorry that uh, this kind of stuff keeps happening with my light. Like, I keep charging it. I think more and more frequently, but it's still still not enough. I think every two weeks maybe should do it, but oh well. I can worry about that another time. This works fine for now. It's kind of a yellower light. Maybe you actually prefer this color of light. I don't know. But for now, let's read some nightmares from Reddit. This is a post by a user named Sir underscore Salty. The post is titled, this is possibly one of the most disturbing dreams I've ever had the post reads i have no idea what combination of events could mismatch in a way to create this absolutely traumatic dream i was fairly innocent in the beginning it was fairly innocent i was starting training as a teacher currently studying to become one so that makes sense at least there was some stuff about my school day but that was all fairly normal and funny and stuff as i was leaving to go home i was going to pop into a show that's a bit down the road from the school. On my way out, I see a girl, maybe 17 or something, being bullied and intervene and moments later, her friends arrive. Their bus is in the same direction as the stop, so we walk together because I wanted to learn about the school anyway. As we are walking, a helicopter appears in above uh, appears in above us and lands maybe a hundred meters or so down the road from us we try to go around through some alleyways to the left and end up in a small house or shack of a uh, sort of thing maybe two to three small rooms one of which contains two human bodies that have cro- uh, cooked themselves this is a dream so i just kind of knew that that and didn't need any evidence on human-sized versions, a disposable gr- of a disposable grill, you can get at a gas station. The aluminum trays with coal in them. But I conclude... Oh, sorry, that's what they cooked themselves on. But I conclude that they actually died of smoke inhalation. Don't ask me why. The two bodies are also apparently friends, schoolmates of the girls I'm with, and one of them starts crying heavily, talking about some kind of... Packed. I tried to console her before I shout something in the, along the lines of why and I tried to punch a door which fails because this is a dream hmm well I'm not sure that I know what's going on here uh, I mean so like first thought is maybe a concern about failing to protect others. Uh, because there's just a girl and she's being bullied and you protect her, but then you realize that... I'm not sure if the implication is that the people she knew were bullied, and, like, that could be representative of how they ended up their final state. That would certainly be an extreme form of bullying, cooking and grilling your classmates. but again, it could just be sort of a general, um, you know, feeling of being like unable to protect everybody, possibly, or unable to protect her if you're not really sure what's going to happen next. And that would also be consistent with your sort of ghost punch, like you fail to punch the door. Uh, so this type of thing, like, we could, I would actually classify that, let's bring up the dream chart. I would classify that as a paralysis or being unable to move dream so you feel uh, stuck in some situation in life or you feel that there's something about yourself that you're suppressing. Uh, it could also be uh, a feeling of like helplessness uh, at, in in terms of my interpretation that would fit in better. And then the other thought that I had here, it's not on the dream chart yet. I, I know I said I would add it last week but uh, I finally finished typing them out and I just have to now add it to OBS but Uh, cannibalism this is one of the new sort of interpretations that we're looking at in general whenever someone is being cannibalized that indicates that something has an overwhelming amount of power over them or an inappropriate amount of power over them so you could maybe feel that way about her classmates uh, or maybe about school in general maybe it's about you're saying that you're studying to become a teacher Oh wow! I forgot. I forgot about that. That actually like makes the first part make sense too. Like maybe it's just you. You just feel um, uncomfortable with the amount of authority you suddenly have. I don't know if you're new. Yeah, you're you're studying to become a teacher. That I think that I could call it that because that's what a cannibalism nightmare suggests. Now it's not you doing the cannibalizing, but you are seeing them as food, and they cooked themselves. That's a bit unusual. But again, I think that it's. It's partly, I think that the dream's about responsibility. That's what I'm trying to get at. You feel responsible for the students, for protecting the students, and you feel responsible for the power that you now have over them. And you feel uncomfortable with that responsibility at this point. And you'll probably get used to it, you know, as as the teaching goes on. Like I would say just proceed as normal. You don't really have to do anything. But that would be my interpretation of your nightmare in the end. And I feel pretty confident in that interpretation. Just like fear of responsibility. and maybe maybe fear isn't even the right word, but yeah, maybe it is. Anyway, there you go. Let's read another none. another one. Oh no, what happened? This is a post by a user named Do departure three zero four five. The post is titled. Heavy breathing in real life during nightmares. Okay. The post reads, Ever since I was probably a preteen, if I was having a bad dream or nightmare, I wouldn't be able to scream or escape. Sometimes I'll recognize that it's a dream, but I can't wake myself up. A lot of times I would eventually wake up with some sort of sleep paralysis. At some point, I developed a defense mechanism of altering my breathing habits by essentially hyperventilating, hoping that someone would hear and wake me up. No one ever woke me up until I started living with my husband. I'm not sure how to change my breathing patterns during nightmares. I went for a good few months without having them, but I was laid off from work, so I didn't have that extra level of stress. But since going back to work I think the stress is inducing nightmares because I've had several over the course of the pa- uh, over the over the course of the past couple of weeks. Has anyone experienced this heavy breathing during nightmares before? It causes my husband to wake up and panic as he tries to shake me awake. It makes it hard for him to go back to sleep so I feel really bad that I can't control it. hmm so that's not really a nightmare but I still thought it was interesting Uh, and a bit in line with the topic right because she's learned to train herself to be lucid in a sense like she's built up a habit of when she recognizes it's a nightmare her brain is now doing something differently but what it's doing is actually in the real world She's, like, modified her breathing in the real world. I find that really, really interesting. Um, but she has not actually learned how to... I mean, my suggestion to her would be, like, it seems like she's has a decent level of control over, like, some parts of her mind when she's in a dream. And maybe to focus more on the lucidity training within the dream. But that's certainly just interesting, uh, how she's, like, managed to, you know got this own her own sort of system here of like increasing her or, or yeah changing her real world behavior based on recognizing it's a dream. Yeah, but my advice to her would be to get lucidity training for the uh, actual dream content and that way you can wake yourself up. This is a post by user named throwaway <laughs> 183745828 8, 8. I have a feeling they don't want to be credited. This is a, the post's titles. Weird nightmare. The post reads, This is more disturbing than anything. But in the dream, our neighbor our neighbors killed my brother's two kittens and me and him and his girlfriend went over to their house and we were pissed. And my brother ripped his shirt off and knocked down the door and put his hands up like he was ready to fight and a woman opened the door and we burst in there Uh, burst in the house breaking things and her husband was in there and she got scared and she said she'd let us kill her husband for revenge if we didn't call the cops and so my brother picked him up in a weird way and squeezed him really hard. And there were bones cracking and stuff, and that killed him. And I woke up. It was so weird the way he killed him. It was very disturbing. Wow. That's a, that's a loyal wife there. You can kill my husband, just don't call the cops. sounds like she had her own agenda um yeah i mean yeah this sounds kind of like again like, like it's a nightmare only in the sense that there are some uncomfortable factors in it but it doesn't sound like really something that needs to be interpreted like it sounds like it's just a bad guy and he killed kittens and then you got angry and then you dealt with it but even the way that you dealt with it was like overkill or i mean maybe you think that your brother has like anger issues that could be like one possible interpretation of this um i mean another interpretation is just simply like you don't like animal abuse which isn't really super helpful kind of an obvious (laughs) interpretation uh Yeah, but that is a very weird way to kill someone, just sort of picking them up and crushing them in the air uh, like as though you were a giant or something. I don't know what it would mean for... and you're not actually the aggressor in this nightmare, so I can't interpret it from that standpoint. But I hope you got something out of that. This is a post by a user named Kittenself. The post is titled, Whole Neighborhood Murdered. The post reads, I had a nightmare problem before I just stopped for a big... Okay, but it came back. I'm not sure. There's some typos there. Uh, And I just had a night uh, made about my whole family getting murdered, and I survived and got away. And when I ran to the neighbor's house, they were dead too. I think I had this nightmare because I was upset before I went to sleep. And when I'm upset, I usually turn to fantasizing about hurting myself or others. But this time it carried into my dream, complex and restarting my nightmare spells. So, time to prepare for a lot of anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to bed angry, like, presumably you probably just had a fight with your family or someone in your family before and the dream is maybe just making you it's trying to like force you to explore a feeling of guilt maybe for going to bed angry or going to bed having had a fight with them Uh, I think that this is not too difficult of an interpretation this one looks interesting This is a post by a user named AwesomeGuy7799. The post is titled, I was shown the most disturbing and confusingly horrifying online video. I had- the post reads, I had never been someone who had a lot of nightmares, but when I did, they were not as bad as waking up in a cold sweat kind of dream. Uh, For your information, the details are kind of foggy. But I can give you the best description. The dream started with me doing the usual routine online that is, watching YouTube, talking with friends, etc. Then, the dream shifted to a video with a strange title, and from what I remember, it was something along the lines of freecomputervirus.com. The video started off with a black screen, but then shifted to a series of highly disturbing imagery, such as skulls. Dead animals, and dead bodies, all while a high-pitched screeching noise started in the background. This lasted for a few minutes, and finally, the video stopped. While I was inside the dream, I ended up heading to my living room and sitting down on the floor. There was nothing more terrifying that I've ever dreamed, and I couldn't stop it either. Hmm. That sounds kind of like one of those deep web story like horror stories that you see on channels like mine similar to mine um you know like just going somewhere on the internet where there are people like very powerful people and you you're not supposed to be there and you saw something that you weren't supposed to see and then all of a sudden you're just waiting for something to show up in the real world outside your door um so yeah, I mean, that's kind of the first feeling I get. I mean, I could say that it's a fear of a computer virus. I would say also maybe it's a fear of having your privacy breached, as I feel like a lot of those like deep web type horror videos, that's that's kind of what they're about. Like it's, it's the thought that, you know, because you're always sitting behind your computer and just it just feels very safe and it feels like you're in your home, right? But really, this is a terminal that interacts with everybody else in the world, and there's some weirdos out there. Right. And just the thought that you really don't have complete control. You know, if if someone with a lot of knowledge or influence wants to just kind of get inside your machine or uh, get inside your head and see what you're up to online, like that's definitely possible. Right. Like now I'm not saying it would be easy for them uh, and I'm not saying that they wouldn't get caught, but I think that that's like probably the fear that I think that this dream is illustrating. Just the idea of lack of privacy there well online. And even like all the like all the webcams and things, right? Like you're you're really never at home because the public potentially is just sitting inside your web camera. I don't know. Kind of a fun interpretation, maybe. I don't have a more psychological one in that case this is a post by a user named magical underscore Fox underscore 12 the post is titled lots of screaming I'm probs scared for life the post reads so it starts with a conversation I was having with another girl She told me that there were two dead bodies found behind this local tennis court. This local tennis court is actually the same tennis me and family go to play in every day in the afternoon. So of course I was terrified and scared. I thought about how my family could have been playing in the presence of dead bodies. How did we not see or even smell those bodies? What was even weird was the setting was the 19th century and my community was built six years ago. Then there was a scene change back to the 21st century. I was at a sleepover with four other friends at someone's house, someone else's house. I don't know who any of these people were. And for some reason, we were all sleeping in one bed. The room was decorated with lights, planet ornaments, just your average, authentic teenage bedroom. I was at the edge of the bed and then woke up and started to whisper. It was so weird and creepy. Then one friend woke up and translated that there was something uh, in the next room. I didn't know what was in the next room. Then I heard a loud eerie pitch. Then I started to panic and screamed. That one friend was calming me down, and the other three friends were staring at me and looking at the outer door. They kept telling me that there was nothing in the other room, and I kept saying, The court. Another person walked into the room through the doorway. Finally, that friend who was able to translate my whispers walked up to the door. She was going to open it and assure me that there was nothing in the other room. She opened the door and said, "'See, there's nothing.' Everything went pitch silent. I looked in horror, tears coming out of my eyes. The others saw my face and looked at the room. There were two dead bodies on top of the doorstep. They were brutally stabbed and were bleeding. The eyes were looking at us. It was horrifying. The friends started gasping and crying one of them collapsed on one of the bodies and started yelling a name i forget the name the room looked like a garage and the garage door was open it was raining outside and then there were other houses the houses were all covered in blood the murder had killed off those people in there those two bodies were coming to warn us but they couldn't make it i looked just over there I wasn't relieved that I was right. I was numb and shaking. The other person who walked into the room earlier was an older man, 40 to 50, and he started to take out a knife and walk towards the friends. I got up and quickly tackled him. He tried to stab me, but I grabbed the knife and pushed him out the other door, and we walked in another garage. The rain became louder, and the man was trying to murder me. But I kept holding the knife and backing him away, sobbing. Why weren't the friends calling the police? And why were they silent? The sound of light—sorry, bo- sound of lightning—boomed, and then screaming, endless screaming. It wasn't just screaming; it was gut-wrenching, eerie, and it hurt so much. I started to sob more, and then looked at the man whose face changed before i could see it i woke up from the nightmare it was the worst experience i have ever faced it felt so real like from a horror movie i don't watch horror movies and i had no idea why all of a sudden i had a nightmare this is going to scare me for life how do you know it was like a horror movie if you don't watch horror movies uh no but that thank you for posting that uh incredible nightmare like i really love the narrative there and i love the visual of the blood rain falling down on the roofs of the houses um i mean it does sound quite a bit like a crime thriller or like a like a horror movie honestly or like it really does have like the plot of a horror movie in terms of uh, the previously murdered ghosts from a hundred years ago that are you know trying to warn you that there's someone bad about it. like that's actually a pretty common trope I feel like in horror movies Um, and at first obviously I was wondering like before it kind of got to the, the point of being the killer like I wondered if it was like a feeling of guilt or maybe just worry that you know I was going to try to relate the dream back to a general feeling of guilt possibly because maybe you feel like your house is built on top of like a burial ground or something uh or in some way like your presence is harmful to someone but that's really not what the dream became so i feel like i can't really stick with that interpretation i mean it really just seems like a fear of maybe serial killers and it really like the plot is so good that i really do think that it is even though you say you don't watch horror movies i feel like maybe you have picked up on the plot of horror somewhere somehow and you're Brain sort of created a scenario. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know beyond that, but that's a very interesting, well written nightmare. And, and again, thank you to Magical Fox 12 for posting that. This is a post by a user named SunMade88 post is titled crazy dolphin dream feeling kinda sad and kinda scared the post reads I live in the San Francisco Bay Area there's a Bay Bridge for those of you not familiar excuse me I just woke up from this my dream there was like a uh, was a like experience where you could jump off the Bay Bridge and swim with the dolphins I remember being with friends, and we were all swimming, looking for dolphins. Some sort of fish latched onto my hand, but I was able to get it off. It left bite marks and hurt. Finally, I found my own dolphin to ride and play with, and she was giving me dolphin kisses. Okay, then I saw a tsunami coming, and hopped on, and we went away from the rising water. All of a sudden, we reach a dock. Things are normal but then her head has fallen off. I was crying so much, and a little boy, uh, I'm 24, and he was like 12, came and attached her head and fed her a fish, and she was happy again. Then an alarm went off. I don't know why, but I feel sad. Okay, I would interpret that nightmare as being about the environment and it could be that you feel uh you know just that like you you feel sad about the state of the environment you feel sad maybe about you know dolphins being hunted uh and i would say you could interpret possibly the fact that the young boy comes and puts the dolphin's back head back on and it's fine that could represent uh just the idea that you're like maybe the younger generation will solve an environmental problem or uh, the problem will get better over time like people will stop hunting dolphins as much Uh, that would be my interpretation of that element of it and then the other thing that I would say um, tidal wave so you didn't really drown in the tidal wave but if we look at a drowning nightmare what that means is that you feel overwhelmed with emotion or you're repressing desires or thoughts Now here, because you describe crying like in the next few sentences, I would say that it's probably more likely to be overwhelmed with emotion, and droning in a tidal wave is another variation of this. So that's just, like, again, nothing too, like, substantive there in terms of the interpretation of what the um, uh, water or tidal wave might represent, but it, it just, I guess, amplifies the initial interpretation, like you just feel very upset about like the state of the environment, that type of thing. I hope you got something out of my interpretation. This is a post by a user named intrepidwinter7036. The post is titled, I feel buzzing in my spine. The post reads, okay. I'm Doyle, and I had a really creepy nightmare that has still sorry that still has me a bit shaken from this morning. I awoke this morning in a cold sweat. It was a long cruise into the desert the car an SUV style jeep driving us further into the sandy roads a quiet uh, a quiet bunch in the car with me four people I sensed the warmth and safety with them the warmth of safety with them they were a family but as i looked into the rearview mirror at the driver i felt panicked these people weren't my family and in that moment i had a realization that i didn't know where we were the car treached through uh, down the dunes of sand anyways and i felt an unease chill in my spine suddenly my car stopped and everyone walked out down a hill of even more sand i could see four uh, i could see big 4 to 5 foot black and yellow shells on the ground the family started walking past them in between them unharmed but as the last one to start walking though i looked at the bolstered shells on the ground i could see thousands of hornets crawling out of them seeing no other option than to either follow the family or be stuck in the desert i relentlessly followed and to my horror i had taken a misstep and my foot was lodged into the now broken shell panic filled my mind feeling as though i was about to die in shock and disbelief i watched the family walk away slowly finally i woke up and i'm still terrified I'm mature enough to know that this was just a bad dream, but I can't shake the feeling unease even as I type this now. I'm sorry for this being so drawn out, but I really had to get this off my chest. Hmm. I feel like I would call this an imposter nightmare. So you mentioned that you're you're in a car with a family, and you feel at ease until you realize that they aren't your family. I mean, there's two ways to interpret this. One is that they do represent your family and that you feel like your family doesn't have your best interests in mind or they're not who they say they are or you just feel disconnected from them somehow um, and you feel like they would betray you or that they look down on you. And then the second interpretation is that it is in fact somebody else's family and you just feel... Maybe estranged from your own family, even though they're not necessarily doing any impostory type things, but you just feel, um, again, like maybe you're associating with people in the real world uh, that aren't your family, but that just you wonder why you're associating with them that you don't enjoy their company. It could even be a friend group, Um, like like, like maybe you just feel like you're hanging out with people that don't appreciate you or, or you really just would rather be hanging out with someone else. Um, now I don't really have an interpretation for the bug part of it I feel like that's just sort of a device to illustrate the family abandoning you and again with with either interpretation uh, that would be like even if it's your real family and you're just not recognizing them as such in the dream uh, that would be you know just an indication that they like you just think that when like if it came down to it and you were stuck they wouldn't come help you and it's the same interpretation just uh for if it's like a group of friends or someone who isn't your real life family like you feel like whoever you're associating with wouldn't really have your back in a tough situation that's how i would interpret this nightmare and i brought the up the interpretation chart just because it has a a little article on imposters Uh, second from the bottom. You can read that on your own, but I feel like I explained it well enough. Uh, I hope that you got something out of that interpretation. Alright, let's read a longer one. This is a post by a user named SkullSaltBB. The post is titled, When the whole city is being slaughtered by abomination, and the whole country ignores it. The post reads Weird thing is, I shifted from another dream and can't remember this nightmare. I woke up in a bed in the middle of the night to these screams, both human and inhuman. The whole street, full of people, running, and these red humanoid creatures brutally killing them indiscriminately. They looked like a combination of cysts from the killing floor and the zombie creatures that I like to draw. Their screams were traumatic enough. Sounded something straight out of cry of fear. At night, these mutated animal creatures started roaming around, kidnapping any foolish human that hasn't found shelter yet to the woods. God knows what happens there. One of my worst fears is any four-legged animal walking upright like a human, staring at you, just waiting. It's a weird fear. That is scary. Anyways, I literally jumped out of the window of my two-story apartment. Dream rules, I guess? I ran for my life, trying to go to the nearest city. Gore and death everywhere as I ran. These things would just slaughter them. Hell, there was one kid screaming for his mom as five of these things started ripping her apart. Did I play hero and try to save the kid since he was bound to be next? No. I ran even faster. I was caught like four times. They were faster than humans, but I always managed to escape by pushing them aside or making them trip and fall. I was my own plot armor. As I traveled even further from the heart of the city, less and less of those creatures appeared. I managed to get into the neighboring city. I tried to warn them uh, of the incoming threat, but no one listened. They either didn't care or were too busy. Yeah. There's currently a zombie apocalypse going on, but you're too busy at Walmart getting groceries for your family. Screw you, Mayor. The whole country picked up on the news that these things were killing everyone in my city, but no one wanted to do anything about it. It's like real life. There's a threat to humanity going on, and no one will act on it unless it affects them. So annoying. Here's the weird part, though. I've had this dream before, like a year and a half ago. Half a year ago, sorry. But it ended with me escaping to the neighboring city and warning everyone, only for the massive abominations to reach the next city, and waking up after that. This one went on for longer. I had more time to escape, so I tried to figure out a plan to just ditch this state and move somewhere isolated. uh, Or an island like Alaska or Hawaii soon it got dark but i had nowhere for sleep uh, to sleep for the night so i was wandering the streets soon those damned two-legged creature animal creatures appeared one of them caught me while the other slowly walked towards me i was about to it was about to puncture me with its claw but as soon as i felt the pain i woke up god i can't wait to be an illustrator I'll second that. God, I can't wait for you to be an illustrator. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Um, Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've, like, there are little hints in here that make me think that you've got a pretty good handle on what this is about. Uh, Pretty much in line with what my own interpretation was going to be. It's kind of summarized nicely here by this line. It's like in real life, there's a threat to humanity going on, but no one will act on it unless it affects them. It's annoying. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, you could probably, like, apply this to any, pretty much any, like, political issue uh, that you want. Like, I'm sure you have an idea of what that is for yourself better than I do. Um, But we can also take a look at this on on the dream chart. So, I think that we can definitely classify this as an apocalypse nightmare. Um... So where is that right so natural disasters weather. so apocalypse dreams can indicate that a big change is happening in your life i don't know again like taking the interpretation that we already had of just it seems like it could be you know sort of a political statement nightmare i don't know if it necessarily has to be related to a big change but we could also interpret it as like a zombie nightmare and that just uh again i don't have that on the dream chart yet but i remember that it's A nightmare about zombies, although they're not really zombies, but... A nightmare about zombies is supposed to indicate that you just feel completely overwhelmed with something in your life. Or that there was a situation that was within your control. That you didn't do something about it, and now it's blown out of control. Excuse me. So that's what a nightmare about zombies would mean. You can take from that what you will, in terms of interpretation. But... I think that I've pretty much read all of the nightmares that I wanted to read from the subreddit this week. So we might be ending a little bit earlier than usual, but that's okay. Uh, any any final thoughts in the chat? Feel free to post those now. So as I mentioned, next week we're going to be going into this interview I just did earlier today on narcolepsy. should be really good. Uh, I had a fun chat with... Um, I don't recall her name right now. It was uh, oh Devon, Devon, yeah, uh, Sleepy Devon. That's that was her name. It was a it was a good chat. So I think that you'll enjoy that next week. Narcolepsy, and again, I'm interviewing someone uh, tomorrow for sleepwalking. They might uh, have more of a brief story, so I might be getting a second interview in for a sleepwalking episode to like kind of fuse them together. Uh, if I can get maybe like two kind of shorter interviews that would be good for, for an episode. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's it for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the stream. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until next time, embrace the beautiful dark.